On today's Triangle Sports Take, we got a little bit of a college football preview as the college football season kicks off here in just a couple weeks or so. I'm in studio. I've got Mitchell joining us by phone. Uh, Cody, unfortunately, couldn't be in on this episode because he is uh, hes actually currently moving. He's moving out of his house. I think he has to be out within the next day or so. So he's in the middle of a moving process. He couldn't join us tonight. Um, and one thing I was thinking about when he said he was moving is uh, the his house was kind of where this show started. We did our first maybe like four or five episodes or so, like right there in his kitchen. That was our first studio. Um, so it's a little bit sad to know that he's uh, he's moving out. Uh, we're no longer gonna, no longer going to have access to uh, our original recording studio that we started with. Um, so Mitchell, I don't know about you, but I think maybe it'd be a good idea to start the show with a moment of silence in honor of our uh, recording studio. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. A little moment of silence, a little bittersweet, um, but bright horizons ahead for the pod, for sure. Of course, of course. All right, so moment of silence. We'll start right now. All right, moment of silence over. Let's get on with the show. Sweet. Let's hit it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do a quick uh, questions with Carson segment. Now, one thing I was thinking is we are going to get our, uh, you know, 2021 friend of the program, Zach Moran, on here in a few minutes. So I thought maybe it would be a good idea to go ahead and loop him in on the uh, questions with Carson segment. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give Zach a call, see if we can't get him on here real quick. I know he would uh, he would hate to miss this. So let's call. Let's see if he answers here. Welcome to the pod, Big Dog Moran. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Big Dog Moran, three-time friend of the year of the program of the year, and uh, 2021 Zach of the year. Get my get my accolades right, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. For for those for if you didn't know Zach, we are recording right now. So um, oh great. For for those of us for the fans that we have listening right now, this is you've probably recognized his voice. It is Zach Moran. He is a. Uh, that's right. The reigning 2021 Friend of the Program Award winner, also the 2021 Zach of the Year Award winner. He, he just basically dominates hey all of our awards. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's not forget about the 2019 and 2020 Friend of the Year Program of the Year Award or whatever. You're right. Well, 2020. This actually was, our podcast wasn't a thing in 2019, so I got you there. But 2020, yes. Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> Still undefeated. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me on, as always. Of course, of course. So we do want to talk some college football with you today. Uh, but first, I, I thought we'd loop you in on the, this week's questions with Carson because Cody couldn't be with us this week. I thought I'd ask a question to a couple people. Um, so this week's uh, question with Carson is, and, and I'll kind of have to give a little background and then kind of explain it, but you'll, you'll see what I'm asking. Um, so a little over a year ago, me and my wife, Alyssa, bought a house, and we bought the house. We moved into it. We realized in the backyard there are some fig bushes. So we've had these fig bushes back here for the past year. Whenever the uh, figs grow, we're able to enjoy that, so it's pretty cool. Um, one thing me and Alyssa were talking about the other day, we were like, are these the cheapest fig bushes ever? Because we didn't have to plant them. We don't plant them or buy them. We didn't have to do anything for them. Or are they the most expensive fig bushes ever because we wouldn't have had them if we didn't buy this house? So that's my question for you guys today. Are they the cheapest fig bushes ever or the most expensive fig bushes ever? See, I think I think you're looking at it at the wrong angle, Carson. 
these are potentially the most profitable fig plants ever. What you need to do is go back there and make your own fig Newton, Carson Newton, Newtons, if, if you will. You know, make different flavors. Strawberry is my favorite. You know, you don't have to, you know, you can do it if you want to. But yes, they're expensive right now, but you have a good profit margin there, Carson. You know, you're, you know I think you're looking at it the wrong way. Okay, maybe so. I, I hadn't thought about that. That is a good way of looking at it. Uh, Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell, what do you think? I look at kind of as more as a buy one, get one free kind of deal. It's like, buy the house, you get the figs for free. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> now you're walking through a, what a deal. Target, you see, buy one, get one free, you scoop up the house, and the figs come with it. Okay, okay. Hey, I, I like the way how you guys are looking at it. It's, both of those are positive ways of looking at it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They're profitable. It is buy one, get one free, I guess. So uh, it sounds like you guys are both leaning more towards uh, cheapest fig bushes ever, which that's how I like to look at them too. Uh, but anyways, maybe I'll make some uh, fig newtons soon, invite you guys over. We actually did make some last year, and they were, they were banging. They were really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to try some of those. And by, Absolutely. By, by we made some last year, I mean my wife Alyssa made them, and I basically didn't do anything to help, but they were still banging, okay? <laughs> off the tree before that's hard to beat yeah oh yeah you can pick them right off the tree and they're good all right so as i mentioned at the beginning of the show we're going to talk a little bit of college football um cody's not here to kind of give a quick little preview of nc state what he thinks this year so he uh he, he sent me a little bit of info on kind of what he thinks the season's going to be i know they they have some high expectations this year probably highest expectations out of all three triangle teams um I did ask Cody, I said, do you think this is the year NC State makes it to the ACC championship game? He said no. He said he thinks so, you know, go 9-3, and three, have a pretty solid season, but nothing amazing. That's his prediction. The, what I think about Carolina football, uh, honestly, I don't think we're going to have that strong of a year, and I have some, some reasons for it. Um, first of all, we don't have Sam Howell like we've had for the last three years, although I think we'll still be okay at quarterback position. It's either going to be uh, – Drake May, who is the younger brother of Luke May at quarterback, or uh, Jacoby Criswell. I don't really know which one of them is going to start. It's probably been pretty competitive in camp and everything. Uh, but also, uh, it sounds like Carolina's already lost their starting running back, British Brooks, and one of their top receivers, Antoine Green, for the season. So it's not a good, uh, not a good thing when you're already losing your starting running back and one of your top receivers uh, on a team that has a lot of question marks. So. Because of that, I don't think um, Carolina is going to have that great of a season. Also, I did predict them to go ten and two last year, and they only won six games. So that might be part of the reason why I'm uh, why I'm going to predict a bad record here. Uh, hoping well, that maybe the reverse jinx will work a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Is Luke May's younger brother as cold of a white boy as Luke May was? I mean, we'll find out. I don't know for sure. I do know this though. He originally committed to Alabama, and then Mac Brown got him to flip to Carolina. So if that tells you anything, I, I think he's probably pretty good. That's cool. Listen, man, I love my white boys in the ECC. They have the potential to be really good or really bad. You know, we've seen that, you know, Ryan Switzer, Hunter Renfro, you know, speedy white guys. Yeah. Um, so even though he's a quarterback, I'll, I'll be interested to see him play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally agree with you. Now I'm going to quickly just run through the schedule, give a win-loss on each game. First game, Florida A&M, which I do want to say about this game, it, it's taking place August 27th before Labor Day. 
I don't really know that I can get into college football until Labor Day weekend. Like, I don't know how much of this game I'm going to be able to to watch and get into. It just feels weird starting in August. Like, I've, I've never seen that before. But first game of the year is before Labor Day. I think we get a win, start out 1-0. Next week, App State, I'm saying we're going to lose 1-1. Georgia State, win 2-1. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Miami, we're going to lose all three of those games. Go to 2-4. I do think we beat Duke to go to three and four. I then think we lose to Pittsburgh, Virginia, and Wake Forest to go to three and seven. Beat Georgia Tech to go four and seven. Lose to NC State. I think Carolina's going four and eight. I'm hoping my uh, I'm hoping my reverse jinx helps us a little bit, but I really don't think it's going to be that great of a season. That's uh, tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> Listen, last year I overshot it, so this year I'm trying to undershoot it. That's that's my goal. And honestly, I, I could see this being a rough year with uh, everything that I mentioned. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll go ahead and turn this over to Mitchell. I know Duke has a new coach this year. Didn't know if you had any uh, any predictions on how this uh, first season is going to go. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. Um, obviously coming off of a season last year where it was rough, um, losing longtime coach of the program, Cutcliffe, so... I'm looking forward to seeing what Elko can do. Um, I've been seeing some um, some stuff that just around Twitter, like Duke Twitter and stuff, um, and it looks like he's trying to boost morale around campus for the football team again. So, I mean, that's good. Coming off of a brutal season like that, you got to draw up some interest. So, um, seems like things are heading in the po- uh, positive direction for him, but obviously he hasn't been on the field yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, but as far as like a prediction for how I think Duke's going to do. I, I want to say that they'll probably win maybe five games this year, between five and six. I think they're going to be right on the border of maybe getting into a bowl game, maybe not. Um, five, yes, I would say probably not, but I think there's the possibility there. The new coach, some decent recruits coming in. From what I've seen, uh, nothing too special, obviously, though. Um as you usually expect from Duke football. <laughs> but uh, we'll, wait. we'll have to wait and see. Looking forward to the season. Okay. Yeah, The I was just thinking the good thing about like a first-year head coach is even if the season goes bad, you can be like, oh, hey, it's a rebuilding year. He's getting his recruits in. You know, it's it's kind of right. a – kind of a free season where even if you if you suck it's okay it's not like that that bad but if you're good then it's even better than usual um, right. I, yeah I, I think if i think ahead. if you win five games he's completely fine like, that's kind of you know i mean if he wins like two games then you might have some issues but i think it's going to be around that five win mark and like you said not too much pressure the first year give him a couple years to build his program and then 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 uh, judge him on, on how he's performing. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and and do want to say something real quick about Zach and his uh, Georgia Bulldogs. The uh, defending national champions, I don't, I don't think we've ever congratulated Zach on the air, so let's clap it up real quick for Zach, for the Bulldogs. Good. Defending champs. Of course, of course. Um, Zach, do you do you want to say anything about Georgia, about how, what you expect from them? I know you did have a quick little segment you wanted to give too. Yeah, yeah. I'll just speak real quick on the dogs. Uh, you know, we got Stetson Bennett returning. Uh, to be 
honest, completely honest, never that big of a fan of uh, Stinson Bennett. Looking forward to some of our younger guys like Gunnar Stockton stepping up to the plate maybe later in, in the fourth quarter of the games. Uh, but, you know, as far as the regular season is concerned, I think at the East, uh, clear winner. Hope I'm not jinxing myself on that. The first game uh, coming up here with Oregon will be a challenge. That'll be kind of a forecast to see how the, how the rest of the year is going to go. Um, but as far as, um, you know, the East and Georgia Bulldogs, I think we're at a comfortable spot. It'll be hard, I think, to win the SEC championship again just because of Alabama and Texas A&M. You know, being such powerhouses coming up this year and Georgia losing the majority of our starters uh, are specifically on defense. But overall, pretty optimistic on the season coming up. And, and Zach, I do want to mention one thing since you mentioned Stetson Bennett. Um, a few weeks ago, I was actually in Georgia and I was I was in an Uber and I was talking to the Uber driver because he had a I think he had a Georgia Bulldogs hat on. So I was talking some football with him a little bit. And he told me he was like, yeah, I'm actually really, really good friends with Stetson Bennett. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then the more I talked to the guy, he then also said he was cousins with uh, country music singer Cole Swindell. And he also mentioned how he'd never lost in fantasy football in nine years. So I'm pretty sure that guy was just full of it and was just lying to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty funny thing I wanted to mention about Stetson Bennett since you brought him up there. Uh, pretty sure that guy was lying to me after I figured all that out. But, uh Hundred percent, hundred percent, he was. He he also was saying that Stetson Bennett was going to win the Heisman this year. So uh, I don't know about that. Uh, no, I don't think. I don't, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I, I would li- I would like to say yes, but definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, anyways, uh, I think you had a segment for us. Do you want to kind of explain that and go through it real quick? Absolutely. So I have spent, you know months looking at data, you know, analytical thinking. I've gone to the College Football Temple, and I've read the sacred text. Mm-hmm. And today, I'm pleased to bring Triangle Sports Stake, Big Dog Moran, beast and least of each conference. The beast being who I think will be the best out of the conference, and least who I think will be least impressive on current standards. Um, so, I'd like to go through each of the Power Five conferences. I would like to ask you guys to tell me North, South, East, or West to start out on. I'm going to go with East. East, all right. We're talking ACC. So Clemson. Clemson's going to be a beast. They're going to be back. They had a terrible year this past year. You know, DJ, their quarterback, he, he was a freshman, you know, or I guess sophomore, retro freshman. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but he had a terrible year last year. I think that that's going to be fixed this year. And I think that Clemson has a pretty good defense coming into the season. So I think that they're going to be back to being the best team in the ACC handedly. Um, least, you know, Georgia Tech sucks. They're always going to suck. Uh, they're nerds and they're stupid. But Syracuse also really sucks. So the least will be Syracuse. Okay. And okay. I'll, to go ahead and, I'll go ahead and take it up north here. So, you know, North, we're talking Big Ten. This is pretty good football here. You know, Michigan had a great year last year. Michigan State was all right. Ohio State, always pretty solid. But much to my uh, buddy Grayson's, uh, I'm not sure if you guys talked to him yet. Uh, He's a big Ohio State guy. I think Michigan, once again, is going to be rocking the Big Ten. I think that they're going to beat Ohio State. I think they're going to have a great season. Um, You know, I think that Maryland will be very highly improved. Uh, I think that they have a good quarterback, a good system going on there. But let's be honest, who's going to be the least out of the Big Ten? Rutgers. Why are they even there? Go back to, I don't know, wherever you came from. They need to get bumped back to, like, D4. They suck. 
So now, heading down to the south, you know, the SEC, the heart of college football, you know, of course you got my dogs. You know, of course you got Bama. You got Saban. But guess what? Saban's old. Saban's on the decline. And you know what Texas a has? Lots and lots of money. That's going to bring lots and lots of good players. I'm calling Texas A&M out of the West, Georgia out of the East. As far as least impressive, you know, of course, what, Vanderbilt, they always suck. But I think South Carolina is really hype about Spencer Rattler. But I think Spencer Rattler is going to be terrible. He was terrible out of Oklahoma. He had his own fans booing him. I don't see any difference going into South Carolina. So, therefore, I think South Carolina is going to suck again. And I hope I'm not jinxing him because we know South Carolina has historically given the dogs a very hard time. Okay. Pop uh, over down Zach, to the- Zach. Uh- oh. Yeah. I think you did break up a little bit when you were giving your beast of the SEC. Who was that again? The beast of the SEC. It's going to be hard to tell. It's okay. going to be Georgia out of the East. I think Texas A&M out of the West. Uh, I think Texas A&M has a lot of money. I think they're going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to beat Bama. Okay. Ooh, hot take so, on that. Absolutely. So going down to the middle, um, you know, Big 12 – you know, we still got Texas. We still got Oklahoma. But I'm looking at Kansas State, guys. I think Kansas State is going to be the best team out of that conference. I mean, the transfer from Nebraska is going to be the tell-all there. But I think if he's on, on, you know, I guess on par with what they need him to be, I mean, Kansas is stacked. Kansas State, I'm sorry, is stacked. Kansas sucks. I think that the least out of that conference, you know, it's probably going to be Oklahoma. I think that Oklahoma standards are still very high, but I think that they've lost a lot of players, but they've obviously lost their head coach. I think they're going to be disappointing. Maybe not the worst out of the conference, but definitely the least exciting. And last but not least, Pac-12. I mean, wow. This is like another conference where you have a few handful of good teams. You know, Oregon, you know, you got Utah, you got uh, what USC, and that's where I think USC is going to be the absolute beast i think that usc is going to be a championship contender this year i think they're going to be right out of the rut that they got into with this air raid offense and as far as the least out of the pac-12 i'm not super knowledgeable on the pac-12 but i know that ucla is never good so i'm just going to go ahead and bundle them there i i love this segment i gotta say the most surprised the, the most surprising prediction you had there was kansas state being the beast of the big 12 like I don't Kansas know. State. Yeah, did, did I miss something? Are they supposed to actually be good this year? They're going to be, dude. Okay. All right. Watch well, it. It's going, it's going to happen. I mean, we're not talking top four right, out of right. that conference this year. But, you know, I think they're going to be better than Oklahoma. They're going to be better than Texas. I think that they're going to be the best team in that conference. I think they're going to be underdogs this year. Okay. Okay. We'll definitely have to keep a lookout for that. Um Absolutely. As far as college football goes, I think I've said all I want to say. Mitchell, Zach, do you guys have anything else? I think I'm all good, man. Okay. You've heard it here first, folks. But we'll have to revisit this episode at the end of the season and see how these things come out. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, but I have faith in, in Big Dog Moran's uh, pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Zach, we're happy you could join us. We're happy uh, those of you out there are listening to us. Um if you are wondering, yes, we haven't forgotten about uh, about Cody's punishment. We just happen to be very, very busy, important people, and we haven't gotten to it yet, but we will get to it. Me and Mitchell are not going to let him uh, off the hook on this, and uh, we will, of course, be doing our 
college football picks each week like we've done the last couple years. Um, But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, boys. This episode is brought to you by Tide Pods. (laughs) Are you you snacking on them right now? (laughs) Yeah, I had a few while we were doing the episode. I got out of the hospital here soon. (laughs) 